Welcome to the Jack Mountain Bushcraft Podcast, episode 79. Welcome to the Jack Mountain Bushcraft Podcast with your host, Jack Mountain Bushcraft School founder and master main guide, Tim Smith. I'm your host, Tim Smith. I'm a registered master main guide and have been a full-time outdoor instructor and guide since founding the Jack Mountain Bushcraft School in 1999. We help people become more skilled, more knowledgeable, more experienced, and more confident in the natural world through our bushcraft and guide training semester programs and multi-week canoe and snowshoe expeditions. You can check out the show notes to all of our podcasts at blog.jackmtn.com. If you're interested in learning more about our college-accredited and GI Bill-approved programs, visit the Jack Mountain Bushcraft School on the web at jackmtn.com. And check out our online network and digital learning academy at bushcraftschool.com. Hello and welcome back to the Jack Mountain Bushcraft Podcast, episode 79. It is January 2020. It's been a while since we've hit you up with one of these. Um, and the reason for that is because burnout is real. You know, at the end of the fall semester, I'm usually pretty burnt out. And uh, this year, or this past year, came home, um, got into my off-season duties as Mr. Mom and <laughs> uh, didn't get out of them until now. Uh, but, you know, after a long recharge period, I'm back. Uh, just to tell you that time off is good. Um, so my job here, a lot of cooking, a lot of driving, a lot of inappropriate fashion choices, and that's kind of what I do during the off-season. So today I just want to do a current events and talk about just a couple of things, but we've got a lot of current events going on. Now, for those of you who didn't know this, the Smith family is planning on selling and leaving our home in New Hampshire. Um, I usually don't like to bring family stuff into the podcast, uh, but this one will have repercussions on Jack Mountain. And the big repercussions for this year are that this will be the last winter that we run folk school programs. So if you're interested in, you know, some traditional outdoor skills in New Hampshire, about a two hour drive from Boston, if you want to do it with us, this will probably be your last chance to, uh, to do so. Um, and as a result, we've got lots of folk school programs on the schedule and you can check out the schedule. Uh, I'll put a link in the show notes to the Jack Mountain Bushcraft Master Calendar. Um, one of the other issues going on is that because of my duties as Mr. Mom and, and my kids need for me to be able to pick up, drop off, get them here, get them there that I've canceled the Boreal Snowshoe Expedition for 2020. Um, it just didn't seem to make sense for me to be away for two weeks. And uh, so it is what it is. This is the first time in about a decade that we haven't run a two-week unsupported snowshoe expedition. Um, so it'll be interesting. The Instead of that, what we're going to do is run the Winter Woodsman, our week-long winter skills course. We're going to run one of those here in New Hampshire at the Folk School. Um, the group size is going to be very small, and it'll include lodging in our modern 
lodge so you won't have to go out and spend hundreds of dollars on a really good cold weather sleeping bag and if we fill that thing up real early uh, there's a strong possibility strong possibility that we will add an extra week in march at some point to get to be able to serve the people that want to take um, that program so again if you're interested in in folk school programming here in new hampshire then get on it because this will probably be the last winter that we do it at least uh at our current location and definitely with a big robust schedule <clears throat> ah right so i've got my cheat sheet here this is what it looks like this is the uh the man behind the uh the man behind the curtain to use a uh <laughs> I was going to say Blizzard of Oz reference, but it's not the Blizzard of Oz. That's the Ozzy Osbourne album. The Wizard of Oz reference. <laughs> uh, up to number three, um, spring semester changes. So last summer, Christopher and I were in the guide shack talking about how we run our semester programs and... Uh, last spring, we had lots of really good high water, and there were times when we were running the spring semester where we said, we've got to kind of change how we do this a little bit so that we can get out onto the river more. So as a result, we ended up changing around the spring semester, uh, the spring wilderness bushcraft semester, and we're renaming it the... Um, wilderness guide training semester so there's going to be a heavy emphasis on canoeing and we plan to cover about 300 miles during the course so the idea is that the course curriculum is the same as the regular wilderness bushcraft semester and the fall semester the which is still going to be called the wilderness bushcraft semester is going to remain unchanged but the spring course is going to have a lot more training people to be remote wilderness guides as a part of the course. So something you should know if you're considering this course is that it's designed to be hard. This is going to be a really challenging course physically. So we're going to start April 12th, which at the field school is definitely still in winter. So we're going to start on snowshoes. So the people that uh, come are going to get all of the winter stuff. They're going to learn all about snowshoes, snowshoeing, you know, winter skills, lighting fires in the snow, shelters that incorporate uh, snow, things of that nature. Um, and then that snow will melt and then we'll have real high water. And then in early May, we're going to jump on the St. John River and paddle about 105 miles from Baker Lake back to Allagash Village. Um, then we'll have a break and be back at the field school working on specific skills. Then we'll be on the Aroostook and paddle from Source uh, headwaters to back to the field school. And then we'll finish with the Allagash trip, which is about, um, yeah, it's about 95 miles or so. Uh, the idea is not that we're not going to cover all of the same material, but we're going to be covering a lot of it while in the field, while on the trail. So you can expect to really master paddling, poling, and those traditional canoe skills during this course. You know, I'm on record as saying it takes about 100 miles to learn how to paddle a canoe and maybe 92.6 miles to learn how to pull one. And we'll definitely be covering that mileage because we're shooting for right around 300 miles during the spring semester. 
Now, the bad news, if you're interested in taking that course, is we only have one spot left for it. Uh, it's been pretty popular. We've had a lot of interest in it. So if you're interested in doing the Wilderness Guide training semester with us in 2020, there's one spot left. For, so for, for whatever that's worth. Uh, um, because of the impending sale of our house and all the stuff that goes into moving for 2020, I'm canceling the Bonaventure canoe trip in, uh, the Gaspé Peninsula of Quebec. Um, and it looks like we're going to run a three day fly fishing course along those same dates. Uh, but I need to be back to pack up stuff to help with the move and all that and being away after being away for nine weeks with the semester being away for that other 10 days to head up north probably isn't going to work out this year so that course is not going to run the schedule will reflect that pretty soon like today uh, so be advised for that we'll be back with that next year um, likewise, in 2021, we'll be back with a very robust winter course and tripping schedule at the field school. Uh, so moving on to the summer term for this year, we've got four weeks of pro uh, we've got four weeks of programming scheduled in July and into early August. And uh, those four weeks, number one, will be the Summer Woodsman course. It's an old Jack Mountain standby. We've been running that one, it seems like, forever. The following week after that will be the Advanced Boreal Summer Survival course. And the two weeks following that will be the Riverman course. And this year we're going to run the Riverman course on the Allagash Wilderness Waterway. So we're going to cover about 100 miles from Chamberlain Bridge all the way to Allagash Village with the Riverman course. So... The Riverman course is our introduction to um, traditional main guide canoe skills, how to paddle, pole, line a canoe in varying classes of water, uh, how to manage a group in a remote setting, how to plan, pack, provision, all those things for a remote wilderness trip. And this year is going to be awesome. You know, an Allagash trip in the summertime is just gorgeous, usually. You know, you swim, you uh, fish. The, there's usually a lot of edible plants and berries. You see a ton of moose and the campsites are absolutely gorgeous. So we're super excited about that uh, trip. Um, one of the cool things, you know, we've been doing Allagash trips for close to 25 years now and we've done a lot of them. So one of the neat things about going with us is to find those little out of the way places that are that are out there that most people don't know about. You know, on a long trip, most people are trying to do the shortest distance possible. So go from A to B, paddle long days, and that's not how we run our Allagash trips. We're more interested in exploring, going for all the little hikes on the waterway, going to investigate the railroads, the the, uh, the old tramways, finding all the springs, looking for all the history in the woods, going for the hikes, you know, up around Pond Mountain, things like that. Um, you know, and we, we know all the really good swimming holes and a lot of the really good fishing holes. So we get to explore those things. And, you know, the Allagash summer trips, I've never had a bad one, you know, and, and one of the beauties of the Allagash is that with all the headwater lakes, it stores a ton of water. So even if it's a low water summer, there's still plenty of water to head down river. So we're super excited about that. New course is the Advanced Boreal Summer Survival Course. And uh, this is one that 
is something that's going to be sort of new for us. We haven't run a standalone course like this. We do these exercises during our longer term programs, but as a shorter course, um, you know, it's something new. And it's going to be essentially a walkabout where we take very minimal gear and we head out into the forest on foot and we cover ground. We build shelters to stay in at night. We only eat what we can forage. Um, and we, to use the words of a friend of mine, rest our head on the bosom of Mother Nature and let her take care of us. Now, this is not a good program for someone who's brand new to bushcraft, survival, outdoor living. This is a great program for someone who has significant experience and knows what they're doing and just wants that challenge or that push. So, in essence, it's a solo program where we travel together as a group for the safety that the group provides. So, you know, if you went off by yourself and did this, unless you had a spot or an in-reach or some other fancy tech solution to the problem, if you sprain your ankle or, you know, cut yourself badly with a knife or an axe, that could be a big problem for you. So the beauty of going as a group is that, you know, we're safe because of the group. And there will definitely be instruction along the way, but you're going to need to know how to take care of yourself to be able to participate in this group. And one of the things that we're going to do is if someone signs up for this, we're going to ask them, um, you know, what's your background? Not that we're trying to be elitist about it, but say if we had eight people go on this on this uh, course seven of whom really know what they're doing and one is totally green and new to all this that person's going to hold back everybody else and we don't want that to happen so we want people with with significant experience so um you know if you're really interested in this consider participating in the summer woodsman the week prior because that's where you're going to get that experience that's where you're going to learn how to swing an axe build a shelter use a knife safely all those things so that's coming up something new for this summer term as well is we have a program called the summer combo and the summer combo is the combination you know big mystery there the combination of the summer woodsman the advanced uh, summer boreal survival course and the riverman course and essentially one way to think of the summer combo is as a mini semester it's four weeks long uh you know it doesn't include uh GI Bill coverage, um, but we hear from a lot of people, hey, I'd love to participate in your semester course, but I just can't ever get the time to do it. So, you know, we're putting together the the summer combo for that reason. So if it's something you've always wanted to do, but you just can't get away, you know, consider that. Uh, that's what it's for. Um, the summer programs at this point, they're all roughly about half full. So if you're real interested in that, you know, maybe don't wait super long. Um, I get asked a lot, what or how long, how early do I need to register for a program? And it's a little bit different every year, right? Like uh, you never know. Some years, certain programs are super popular. Some years they're not. So some years maybe they are full by Christmas for the next summer and some years they're just not. So that's not something that I can accurately answer. Two other points, current events. Number one, bushcraftschool.com, our online network. As part of my um, recharge my batteries scheme this fall, I participated in an online course 
by the people that run the software, uh, Mighty Networks, on how to run a good online community. So up to this point, you know, it's just sort of been a spot where we manage our in-person courses and, uh, you know, people can post things. But, you know, coming down the pike pretty soon, I think I finally got my head wrapped around it and we're going to jump in with phase two, which is adding the uh, online courses, which is, you know, really helping to... to uh, promote and uh, just create interesting spaces where people can participate. So that's coming soon on there. And let's see, I guess that gets us up to speed with current events. So um, I'd like to take a minute now just to say that one of my mentors who had a huge impact on my career and on my life passed away recently uh, Morris Kahansky he will always be remembered I believe as the godfather of bushcraft um, definitely bushcraft in North America um, you know and there have been lots of people doing tributes to him and um, you know just a few uh, just a few points about that that you know everybody remembers Moore's and who is familiar with his work knows about his work you know, as just an amazing bushcraft instructor, but, you know, he was just a heck of a good guy and a heck of a funny guy. Some of the funniest jokes I've ever heard came out, came out of his mouth. Um, and, you know, he will be sorely missed as, as a friend to many, as a mentor to many, and as the godfather of bushcraft in North America to a mass audience. So, uh, you know, they kind of broke the mold when they made him and, um, yeah, they don't make them like that anymore. So, um, anyway. So now for the the meat and potatoes of this podcast today is I want to talk about um, a niche audience versus having a mass audience. And I'm not talking about Massachusetts. So one of the things that we do with our videos by posting them onto our online network and you know not posting them everywhere is because our business model... And what we're trying to accomplish is not to reach a mass audience, right? So if you're Dave Canterbury, your business model is to reach an enormous audience and he does a good job at it, right? And, uh, you know, I met Dave years ago, great guy, um, and I think he does a great job with his videos. And he's trying to throw a really big net and trying to capture as many as many eyeballs as he can with it. Us, on the other hand, what we're trying to do is we sort of know who our audience is, right? Our friends who have joined us on bushcraftschool.com, you know, the people that we correspond with regularly, alumni, potential students, uh, old friends. And that's a very small niche, niche audience. Um, but that's kind of how we like to do things. You know, for me personally, I've spoken to groups of upwards of 700 people where you're on an, you're in an auditorium, you've got a microphone, you're, you know, speaking to huge groups. Um, and that's, that's okay. It is what it is. I've also spent a lot more time talking to small groups, you know, eight, maybe 10 people, maybe fewer. And, you know, a handful of friends around the fire, that sort of a thing. And that's the sort of thing, I like that better. You know, when I'm speaking to people, I like that better because I can look people right in the eye and I can get feedback from, you know, their facial expressions, those sorts of things. So I like to think of our uh, 
you know, our attempts with video and with, with media in general, right? It's just that we're trying to speak to our small niche audience. We're not trying to throw a huge net. I don't think that I'll ever be the next big YouTube star, and I frankly could care less if I ever was. I'm not super interested in it. You know, what I am interested in is serving the people, the members of our community that, that you know, look forward to hearing from us. So, you know, along the same lines, like this past fall, we did a small canoe trip on the St. Croix and we had uh, five guys on the trip and it was fantastic. You know, small group, very intimate, have great conversations. I've also run a trip once where we had 21 people out on the water and it was just too big. Right. So I think that there's that sweet spot, you know, about uh, size of the group. And you could maybe even follow that same line of reasoning down and say there's a sweet spot for the certain size of business. Um, but for us, you know, this is year 21 that I've been doing this full time. And, you know, I've sort of decided at this point, here's the group size that I want to work with. And I really get a lot out of working with small groups. So, you know, for all the overnight programs that we're running at the folk school this winter, we're going to have a maximum of four people in the group because you figure then everybody's going to get really good one-on-one -on -one time with the instructor. You're never worried about crowd control. Um, and it's just a smaller, more intimate, more interesting time. So, um, again, we're not really playing to a mass audience. Um, you know, we publish these videos and podcasts online. And if a lot of people become aware of it, great. Uh, but as far as like actual time spent in the field, you know, small groups from my perspective are just, they're easier to manage. They're more fun. They're just better. Anyway, so I'm going to wrap up this podcast now. Um, again, it's good to be back. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this, please leave us a review wherever you listen to these. And we'll be back to hit you up later, hopefully pretty soon. I'm going to try to get these out once a week, but we'll try to hit you back real soon with another one. Thank you very much. Have a great day. You have been listening to the Jack Mountain Bushcraft Podcast. For more information on our professional wilderness guide training programs that are college accredited and GI Bill approved, visit us on the web at jackmtn.com.